Hey, this is Mike Zwick from If Not For God podcast. Our show, Stories of Hopelessness Turned Into Hope. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Coming to you from an entrenched barricade deep in the heart of Central North Carolina. Masculine Journey After Hours. A time to go deeper and be more transparent on the topic covered on this week's broadcast. So sit back and join us on this adventure. The Masculine Journey After Hours starts here now. Welcome to Masculine Journey After Hours. This is where we take a topic and go a little deeper or we're in an entrenched bunker or something like that. That's what I heard. (laughs) Um, you know, we have been talking about transforming moments from boot camp and we've had some good clips and we've whacked some moles and we've shocked some people and all kinds of different things. And so, but you know, we're talking about the moments that, that, you know, have captured our hearts and done something in our heart. And Andy, you've got a clip for us. Yeah. Before we do, I mean, I just want to, I, I echo every, everything everybody said on the previous show is just, there's so much to a boot camp. How do you pick out one thing? And I think there's. A lot of this stuff, it's a process. There's so much to, to process. Like you said, Rodney, just the community and being welcomed by by other men who say, you know, how's God going to come after your heart? All those things set you up to be able to go through this process. And so I'm going to just have the clip played and then kind of explain a little bit more about it when we get back. I think I have much to tell you about history, about your history. Your father was a visionary. What did he see? That kings have a need of their subjects. A dangerous idea. Rise and rise again until lambs become lions. My father died for this. What does it mean? It means never give up. King does not bargain for the loyalty that every subject owes him. In the name of King John, pay or burn. The laws of this land enslave people to its king. A king who offers nothing in return. Robin Longstride, also known as Robin of the Hood. For the crimes of incitement to cause unrest, I declare him to be an outlaw! Robin, your father was a great man. You are your father's son. Are you ready to be who you are? Yes. What we ask for is liberty. Liberty by law! Rise and rise again until lambs become lions. So I'll get to the clip a bit more, even though I just played it. But the process to me was there's so much at boot camp, like I was saying. The first thing that really God came after me and where I started engaging in the process is when I got my new name, that identity. And when he told me that, um, and I'd been to several boot camps before I got the new name, but, you know, it really stuck with me that it really meant something personally to me. And then I got my wound healed and I identified you know, kind of um, the poser in me. And those things became, and, you know, it, it became a process. But I remember the first boot camp and the impression that the Sonship Talk made on me. 
but I didn't really know what to do with it. I mean, it was it was something that it isn't taught a lot to the depth that it is at boot camp. Yes, God's our Father, but what does that look like? And there was there was uh, specifics of people's lives of giving testimony of what that looked like, and I wanted that, but I didn't feel like I didn't I didn't sit there and say I'm not ready for that. There's other things that had to be dealt with first before I could get to that position. But once I did, oh my, it made a big difference. So um, this uh, Robin Hood uh, trailer, movie's not great, trailer's awesome. But in there, I mean, just the statements that were made made things seem possible, possible to me to see really God as a father. It's like your father was a visionary. Is God not a visionary for our lives and for our freedom um, are you to be ready to become who you are, which touches also on identity? Are you, um, are you your father's son? Um, rise, rise and rise again until lambs become lions. Well, as a son, you want you know God makes you to be a warrior and to, to defend other people. Um, you know it talks about freedom and liberty. It also talks about your father was a great man. You are your father's son, and then finally, uh, it's a visual from the clip. You see this young boy taking his hands and putting them in this uh, concrete imprint or whatever of, a, of his father's hands. And all that stuff added up. I figured, you know, you guys know me and the Sonship talk. If I submitted something else from Braveheart, you'd probably throw me off the show. So I figured I needed to go with a different type of clip. But this really is a powerful clip that speaks to, you know, seeing God as Father, allowing him to. And I, if there's anything that I go to, in this whole message, I mean, I know who I am, my identity. I know if I get caught in anything that I don't know what to do, I go to my father. And that's, it's revolutionized my life, my Christian walk. Um, I think Morgan, who does the Sonship Talk, he said he felt like he almost had two conversions, once when he got saved and once when he found God as his father. You reminded me of, years ago, I bought a thing from Ken Helser, does mm-hmm. paintings and stuff, and it was a little print, and it had like a clothesline and a little house on it. I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. And at the bottom of it, it said, home is where you have to live out what you love to talk about. Mm-hmm. I realized how bad that quote would <laughs> haunt me, but, you know, because we go into a boot camp and we've described mm-hmm. it as, you know, drinking from a fire hose. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it feels like you're drinking from a fire hose and somebody's spraying you in the back with another one <laughs> because there's so much that comes at you. Yeah. But having to walk this out and, you know, come Sunday, we're going home. And that's when life begins. That's where the rubber meets the road and you take what you can process and, you know, allowing God to unpack it and and see how it transforms your life. And that's kind of what we're talking about. We've often said the fire hose thing. But what's really cool about that is it is very true. But God only gives us enough at each boot camp to quench our current thirst. Yep. Yep. Right? He kind of protects us from overload. Yep. At the same time, and yes, you get a lot of good information, and you know it's there, but it's not like you're overwhelmed. Yeah. Because God has something specific in mind or a few things in specific in mind at each boot camp. Yep. And so, you know, I went to my first boot camp, and I took notes on every session, but I get things out of every session. You know, I did. I I took content out of every session, but what I didn't take is relationship out of every session. You know, I got it out of two or three of them, more out of some than others, and as each boot camp's changed— I get stuff out of different sessions. Well, we live most of our life as from the default self jacked up. 
right? Yeah. Even knowing that we're a Christian, we're saved and all that, we still live from a false self. And you 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 didn't get that way in a, 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 the the span of a weekend to get it all broken. It took you a long time to get that broken. And it's going to take you a little bit of time to get it fixed. But God, I know, speeds up that process, but it is a process, and he takes time to do it. But there's so much relationship that, that happens in that. You know, one of the really amazing things to me, because, again, I've been involved with this for a good while. I don't know how many years now, but, you know, 2009. since 2009. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I didn't get it at my first boot camp. But as you begin to understand that idea that every single person that walks into that camp has got a very unique glory, that the way that they reflect God. Mm-hmm. And as you watch like I'm involved because, you know, I'm in Christian radio and I'm very active in the churches that I deal with. I see a lot of ministry. I see ministry all over the place. I'm involved in all kinds of them, but I don't ever get to see the transformational, you know, life being lived out as men walked into their identity time after time. In other words, I saw most of you guys at your first boot camp, you mm-hmm. know, and I got to see what God did, you know, not just, with the young guys, but you know, in the case of Harold, I was there at Harold's first boot camp. You know, I was there. You know, at, at all those, and of course, you know, Sam got to be there. The, you know, he saw me coming in, but it's one of the most amazing things to watch um, what God does a, as a result of you know what made your heart come alive, Sam. Because I mean, as it made your heart come alive, it obviously made Darren's heart come alive. You know, then became you know something that made my heart come alive in such a huge way um, that that we've had a chance to see the fruit because if we talk about all the time, God makes the impact through the covenant of silences quite often, Mm -hmm. right? They hear from God for the first time and oh my goodness, what? I can have a relationship with God and then he does the work on all sorts of levels. You know, when you, you, you can kind of see it with, you know, with certainly Andy and the sonship thing, but everybody seems to find their, their niche for me a long time. It was the poser because you know, that was obviously the ultimate poser. And so it was like, Robbie's going to do the poser talk for 17 boot camps. He's (laughs) you hated the city slickers clip for a long time. I know you did, (laughs) but it just was. And, and, you know, it's just, you know, it's, it's amazing to watch. And, and I, I, I just think if you're listening that like, man, um, to have not only your own heart come alive, that's one thing. Okay. But to sit there and watch people that you love, watch them get their heart to come alive and watch their ministry become fruitful, you know, as, as you see them. I mean, that's, that's, that's man, that's, that's beyond anything I can have out of my own life. Yeah, it's amazing. I think that even though we all come away with different things that God gives us, the one thing we uniquely all come away with is deeper relationship with Him. Yep. That, that I mean, that's always the goal, right? And so it may be in a sonship vein or in identity or whatever that may be in glory, right? Calling, whatever that looks like. You know, He's going to pick the, the stream that you're in with Him that time, but it's always about deepening the relationship. Yeah. Well, I think, too, some of this stuff, as we go through this process, some things are highlighted in our life. But I think all of us will say, 
every time and and you know not everybody does this ministry not everybody does what we do you can do it in a little bit different way but when we go and prepare for those talks we go deeper to the point to where every one of those things become like just this explosion within you as you do that talk for the first time because you have to go deeper and then the, if you're not giving talks, the way to do that would be go back through the book and really emphasize and allow God to take you into those areas that you maybe not they weren't the things that really tripped your trigger the first time. Yeah, we're getting ready to to do the advance camp coming yeah. up. You know, um, March 30th and through April 2nd, which we talk about all the time. But it's really our full blown our first full blown advance camp, and that requires us to go enter in and and, and learn these talks with mm-hmm. God and, and see where God wants to take those things. And if you ever want to learn a subject, teach it. Yes. You, know, that, that's, you learn it deepest when you have to try to teach it to somebody else. And we're in that process right now. And, and what I'm really looking forward to is, yeah, whatever God does at the boot camp is going to be amazing. But what he does amongst his team as we prepare yep. in new chapters of, of talks or into to deeper versions of talks what God does with the team and how we all grow through that. Yeah, I think part of that process, too, is is the content or, or the scripture or the, the, the application. But then there's also your life story. And you, you to be, make something fresh and relevant to somebody that's listening in the audience, and you ask God to take you into those stories. I've thought about crap that I'm sorry, crap. I, I think yeah. about stuff that I haven't thought about in years. That's why we put you on the yeah, after exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well played. <laughs> Reasoning for the madness. Well played, Danny. <laughs> I, I perceive that are that are a prophet, Danny. But uh, anyway, it you know you just um, it, it just makes you go deeper. It, it really does. So. What what's really cool is that you know I've been to five boot camps and an entrenchment and you know I've done a couple of talks but but the amazement to me is that all the talks are always fresh mm-hmm. and I mean because you know after a while you would think oh I've heard that talk I've heard that talk mm-hmm. I've heard that talk but God does something in that process that you know yes I've heard Robbie do the mm-hmm. core desires but it's always new it, it's always new and, yeah. and maybe it's your your heart being new but that that's that's really cool. And the Bible, I mean, you look at it, you look at it holistically. There's a lot of similar themes, and God did similar things with people, but it was always unique to that person, that story. And sometimes you read those stories, particularly in the Old Testament, you're like, what the heck is that about? And my friend Robbie always digs into that stuff and finds out the mystery of it. I think we all do that, but that's that's the beauty of it. God wants us to chase him. He wants us to go after that. And I think that's what this masculine journey is for us because he made us a particular way. He knows what makes our hearts come alive, and that's all we're talking about here. I just was glad you cleaned up your language. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah really. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got work to do in that area. <laughs> there need, I need to, somebody needs to do a talk for me or something. We'll pray for know. you. We'll pray Run, for you. You got something running? No. Oh, they put a mic in front of you, so I'm just saying. Well, don't you have a clip, Danny? Have a clip? I do have a clip. Yeah, yes. I thought you started. So a I was just giving everybody a chance there. <laughs> the last shall be first yeah, and the first shall be last go. kind of thing. Oh, you're, you're, <laughs> okay. you're putting the pressure on us, right? Well, and if you're going to go there, I'm, I was just trying to think of, you know, things. Where you know where would we go, like, for for wisdom and things like that that we are getting from the boot camps and from brotherhood and from community and that's where just, you know, Proverbs, just a couple of things on friends. A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. And I, that really speaks to what we talk about a lot and what we live out with each other. And a man who has too many friends 
comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And that's where, you know, just that whole idea of even being closer than, oh, yeah, I, I know who you are. No, I know who you are and really go deeper with people and try to get in that community that goes, you know, deeper than the surface because that's so easy to do and everybody just lives like that. Yeah, how you doing? Oh, fine, fine. You go on. But really what's going on in your life? And that's when I walked in and heard those stories from the stage. It was stuff that was like, wow, there's definitely something different about this community. Yeah, it is a, it is a different community. And, you know, I joined you guys in the summer of 2020. The, the COVID boot camp chase was what that was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because it moved and then, it, you know, and that kind of thing. But, you know, leading up to that, uh, kind of the backstory behind coming to boot camp was I got into this, this wild at heart thing probably 10 years before I met you guys. And it was kind of like a, no man is an island, but I sure felt like one because nobody else around me was doing it. And, and my prayer somewhere along the way was, God, if I could just live in a community that does this, you know, thought about moving to Colorado and I figured, <laughs> I don't know, it's probably cold out there or something. But, you know, and here we go, we come up to, you know, talking to, called about this boot camp thing that I found, hey, there's one in Moxville and talked to this guy named Robbie Dillmore and y'all probably heard of him. And the, so coming into this, you know, I've dealt with some of this wounding stuff and, and some of this thing, but, you know, come into this boot camp and sit in and I took notes and what was cool is I found my notebook from my first boot camp and uh, the other day and, so this clip is from movie Hacksaw Ridge, and I chopped the clip up a little bit because I want you to hear the father's heart in this clip because his son's being tried, and they're, they're going to court-martial him because he doesn't want to carry a weapon. But, you know, the father's working behind the scene, and, and after you play the clip, I'll talk about it and unpack it a little bit after the, the clip. You okay? Are they still deliberating? Yes, sir. Okay, now you go take this in there. I can't. Strictly military personnel. Well, then you get one of them to take it they in. They ain't out to help. They're fixing to bury him. There is only one question that any military court need ask of the accused. Do you deny disobeying Colonel Sangston's direct orders? No, sir, I don't. Why are you contesting it, then? Why is it so important to you, given your refusal to even touch a weapon, to serve in a combat unit? With the world so set on tearing itself apart, it doesn't seem like such a bad thing to me to want to put a little bit of it back together. Sorry, sir. Nobody's allowed to go. No, you don't understand. My son is the defendant. I understand, sir, but nobody's allowed to I have information. While the sentiments expressed are laudable, the facts of the charge seem incontestable, so... I didn't go. That's a Greek war uniform. It is, sir. Sir, I need to show you this. With respect, sir, you are no longer a member of the military. You are unable to attend this hearing. I'm sorry. Is that truly the way it works, sir? You fight for your country, you lose so much that was dear to you, and then you're done with? The uniform's forgotten. You have no voice. You were at least. I was, sir, Annabella Wood. Twice decorated, I see. Sir. I take it you are the private's father. I am, sir. Thomas Doss. Then, as a former military man, you know there are laws here. Sir, I know the law, and I know my son is protected by those laws. They're framed in our Constitution. And I believe in them as he does. They're why I went and fought to protect them. 
least that is what I thought I was doing, because if it wasn't for that... Thank you, Corporal Dust. Yeah, here's a here's a uh, father and son who have had you know, many differences of opinion. If you watch the movie, I won't spoil it, but it has been out for a while. Um, so if you do spoil it, oh well. The and they have their disagreement on odds. And here Desmond signs up to go in the army, but he's not going to carry a weapon, and which kind of seems strange. But I mean, he was true to who he was, and his father told him. You know, they had an argument and everything, but here he is. His son's at the moment of truth, and they're going to throw him out. They're 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 railroading him out of the army every which way they can. And his dad comes to fight for him, and he has no idea. I mean, he calls his buddy, who was a like a brigadier general or something now, because he fought with him, and you know, it, it brought a letter to the court, and you know, ends up breaking into the the courtroom. And the look on Desmond's face is priceless because he can't believe his dad's there and his dad's fighting on his behalf to help him stay and do what he feels like he's called to do. Robbie, his glory is shining. And and his glory is shining, and he knows what he feels like he's called to do. And yet, you know, your father's fighting on your behalf. Well, you know, I grew up, my dad's a good guy. And he, you know, he's very talented in many ways and just a mechanical genius. But he's always played his cards close to his chest. You really didn't know his emotional thing. And, and when you guys started talking about the wound and then said the father wound, I thought, my dad hadn't wounded me that I know of. You know, there's always that bristling effect, I think. And so I began diving in, and then y'all introduced me to that covenant of silence thing. And if you know me very well, I don't like to be silent for very long, much less an hour. I mean, that was kind of ridiculous, I think. So I think it should have been like a 30-minute thing or something to just ease somebody into it. But anyway, so I'm unpacking this this wound thing on this, uh, and I go out, find a place out on the backside of the lake back there, and, you know, I'm, you know, God, what is it about, you know, my dad, or what is it that, you know, help me unpack this thing. And what he said to me was, don't mistake silence or the appearance of inaction as a lack of caring. What are you talking about? Because dad has never showed his emotion much. I've only seen him cry maybe four times now since mom passed or a couple of times since then. But up until that moment, maybe three times. And that was when somebody passed. And that was when... I came to the Jesus moment, and you know he was about to throw me out of his house because of my drug addiction and my alcoholism. And I never want to see that face again on that man. And so I'm going, but then I realized, and, and as God has brought me through this journey a little bit, is that seeing the things that he did that I had never had a clue he was doing. You know, I told the story when we were prepping for the show about, you know, tearing my car up in an alley in my hometown and tore the transmission pan, just peeled it back, and um, and no, Robbie, it didn't pan out. And, you know, he obviously helped me get it fixed because, you know, we worked on cars and stuff like that. But I didn't know until probably a year ago. He went to the town council. He went to the meeting, and he was like, you know, my son tore his car up here. It cost us his money because you guys hadn't fixed this thing. And, of course, they stonewalled him and, and that kind of thing, but – couple of days later they were paving around that pipe and making sure that wasn't going to happen again and there's so many things that you know 
the unseen sacrifices that, that dad made. And it really helped me process through that wound thing. And it's just, you know, a treasure that I got at a boot camp. And, you know, I'm, I'm addicted, so to speak. And so y'all can't get rid of me really fast. So, you know, the healing that has come since mom passed away with dad, you know, he's beginning. We tell everybody, be careful talking to him because his filter is gone. I think mom kept him in check. But, I mean, he will tell stories. He'll tell stuff you, Dad, I can't believe you're telling that at the dinner table. But, you know, but, but I've learned a lot about him and about their lives and realizing how tough it was at times. You know, because they didn't make a lot of money, but you know, we did, obviously, if you look at my profile, I am not starving to death, nowhere close. But those are the kind of things that you know that I think your glory begins to shine because you understand that you know I have a good earthly father, but I have an awesome heavenly father. So, Andy, you got something? Well, I was just gonna say, yeah, uh, you talking about you're talking about that story of your dad coming on your behalf, obviously. I'm sure everybody gets it, but that was your Desmond moment where he stepped up. You know, in the, I'm not sure if you mentioned it, but on that uh, Hacksaw Ridge, originally Desmond's dad did not want him to go. And, you know, it was because he wanted to be a medic, you know, instead of shooting somebody. And, you know, but he, he had a change of heart. And his heart was towards his son. And he came to the rescue of his son. And that's what God does to us. God doesn't have have to worry about changing heart that's earthly fathers but god does he comes into the courtroom of life and stands up on our behalf and makes sure that we are protected and 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 provided for yeah danny i love the picture that you paint there of the father working in the background because the that's the truth of the matter the father's always working he's always trying to intercede he's always trying to make sure that those that are his that he's called are going to come to him you know, whether we're in tribulation or anything else, that perseverance that we he puts into us so that we can get through anything. There's a lot of things that have come in our lives that we share with each other that we didn't know what we're going through. That may have been to share with somebody. May have been so that you are stronger in your walk through things of adversity. There's just so many things that the Father's doing, and typically we don't see it when it's happening like you said. Your dad went and fought for you when you had no idea. Years later you find out. Many times that's exactly the picture I get is it's years later. I'm like, that's why you had me going down that path. Desmond's father fought for him before he went in the army. That was the reason because his father lost a lot of friends that were killed in those battles that he survived. And he did not want his son going through that. So he fought for him all along. Yeah, I would encourage all y'all out there listening, you know, don't just listen to our stories. Don't just listen to our, our boot camp stuff. Come be a part of it. You know, Develop your own story. Discover your own glory. And, you know, you can do that once again at our, our entrenchment, which is January 27th and 28th. This is the Truth Network.